Today, we're gonna go over five of the best ETFs in Canada, in my humble opinion. Number one, VFV. This is the Vanguard S&P 500 ETF, and it is one of my favorites. Now quickly, an ETF is basically an index fund, but it trades on an exchange like a stock. For most Canadians, ETFs are likely your best bet for low-cost indexed investing. With VFV, you get 500 of the largest US companies, which span many different industries and account for about three-fourths of the US stock market's value. It includes companies like Apple, Microsoft, Amazon, Tesla, and hundreds of other massive profitable companies. This, my friends, is one of the most popular ETFs in Canada for a reason, and it's one of my holdings as I believe in just buying the market as opposed to trying to outperform it by picking specific stocks. Why buy one when you can buy them all? I think it's a beautifully diversified product and you will have hundreds of the world's greatest companies all at once. So over the past decade, you've gotten a 15.68% return per year, even with the most recent correction. In general, you want to shoot for at least an 8% return or so over the long term, and this fund certainly has given that and then some and has tracked the market quite well. You also get a nice little dividend of 1.31% that gets paid out quarterly. Its expense ratio is extremely low at 0.09%, which is a massive key and is one of the reasons that Vanguard has some of the best products on the market. Now, the thing that a lot of Canadians mess up with investing is they just go to wherever they bank and they have the advisors there, put them in some ridiculously overpriced mutual funds and they pay 20, 30 times more in fees than these low cost ETFs. And those funds often underperform something like VFV. Those two to 3% MERs at your bank might not sound like a lot, but check this out. Let's say you invested 500 a month every year for 40 years. Let's say in one scenario, you use something like VFE, and let's say in another, you use something like a mutual fund from your bank. Let's also say they perform the same, which they absolutely wouldn't, but for the sake of this example, let's just say they do, and let's say they both do 10%. Now we will deduct 0.09% for VFE, the ETF, and we will deduct 2% for the mutual fund fee. Let's see what the different scenarios would look like. Oh, a measly $1.1 million more in fees. God forbid it was two and a half, three percent, which some of those mutual funds at the bank are literally that expensive. Most Canadians do not realize that they're getting fleeced, <laughs> but you do now, okay? And so that's why VFE and some of the other ETFs on this list that we're gonna cover today are fantastic. Next, we have XUU. So this is the iShares Core S&P US Total Market Index ETF. If VFE is the prince of ETFs, then Here's the king. With this fund, it too has profitable companies like Amazon and Apple, but you also get exposure to the entire US stock market, including small and mid cap companies with both growth and value stocks, thousands of companies, big and small. All you really need to know is this is really representative of the entire US stock market. In terms of performance, we see that we've gotten a 10.0% return per year over the past five years, and we actually don't have the 10 year data because this ETF was brought to market in 2015. But we do have its twin VUN, which is also a great ETF in its own right, and you could roll with that too, which was brought to market a decade ago, and they virtually have the exact same holdings, and we can see that it has returned 13% per year since then. So this is very similar to the S&P 500 one, as you would expect, since there is a lot of overlap. You also get a nice little dividend of 12.12% that gets paid out quarterly. So higher than the previous one, but that can change. And last year's average was actually more close to 1.3% for this ETF. Now, in terms of fees, the MER is beautifully low at 0.08%. So we absolutely love that. If we look at the composition, you're getting large cap companies making up roughly two thirds of this fund and roughly the last third split between medium and small cap companies. The reason being is a company like Apple, which is a large cap company has much more market share than some 
pharma company in Idaho. So that is reflected in the fund's composition. As such, the large cap companies do drive more of the returns than the smaller cap ones. And that's why the returns of something like an S&P 500 ETF and a total US stock market ETF are gonna be fairly similar in a lot of cases. Overall, this is just a more diversified offering than VFV, but is a fantastic option. At number three, we have VDU. So this, my friends, is the Vanguard FTSE Developed All Cap XUS Index ETF. My God, that is a mouthful. This fund offers investors a low cost way to invest in developed markets, excluding the United States. It invests in large, mid and small cap companies located in developed nations. So you're getting a lot of Canada here, UK and other developed markets as well. Though I love the US and believe it is the king market, it's probably not a bad idea to diversify by countries too. Now in terms of performance, it's definitely not as great as the other US ETFs that we just touched on with it returning 6.34% per year since its inception in 2013. But you do get a 2.14% dividend here, which is almost double the previous ETF. So not bad, but still on the lower end. Now this makes sense as over the past decade, the international scene has underperformed the US, but past performance does not guarantee future returns. You may have heard that before. Things can change. So it's not a terrible idea to get additional exposure to international markets. And it's definitely worth looking into for yourself. At number four, we've got XEI. So this is the iShares S&P TSX Composite High Dividend Index ETF. Now this is a little bit different than the previous three ETFs we covered since the main play here would be more so for dividends versus growth. But with this ETF, you certainly get some growth. This ETF seeks long-term capital growth with high dividend paying Canadian stocks. So this is comprised of companies like RBC, BMO, Suncor, Enbridge, and these are also solid stocks in their own right. In terms of performance, you've gotten a 7.17% per year return over the past decade. So not too shabby at all. And a 6.3% dividend most recently being paid out with a trailing 12 month dividend average of 4.52%. So like super solid here. The MER is higher than the previous ETFs at 0.22%, but that's still low considering everything. So not really that big of a deal. And you are making good money on the dividends and the capital growth. Now, this could be a great passive income ETF if you've got a ton of money and just want to live off the dividends or something like that. Or you could simply buy and hold and just reinvest the dividends to supercharge the growth. Overall, certainly one of the better high dividend ETFs in Canada. And last but not least, we have number five VAB. So this is the Vanguard Canadian Aggregate Bond Index ETF. Now, this is comprised of bonds as opposed to stocks and bonds represent a loan made by an investor to a borrower, typically corporate or government. So you're basically investing in a fixed income product that pays interest and has traditionally much lower volatility than something like stocks. So VAB looks to track the performance of a bunch of different Canadian bonds. Now, I'll be honest, I don't currently invest in bonds myself because I'm young and I'm going for growth and I'm able to handle the fluctuations of the market in exchange for that growth. So I don't feel the need to hedge my risk or balance out the ups and downs. However, you may be later in your investing journey or you may be closer to retirement or you may not be able to handle the crazy volatility. So you may want to put a portion of your portfolio in something conservative that's not gonna go up and down and crazy and pays you a little something. Enter bonds enter something like VAB. Now bonds haven't performed well at all over the past few years, but that doesn't mean they won't. And it doesn't mean it's a bad idea to have a portion invested in them to round out your portfolio should you choose to. Over the past 10 years, you've gotten a 1.73% return per year. So not crazy, uh, but that's not what they're for. They're for to round out your portfolio more so. And you've also gotten a nice 3% or so yield every year, which isn't too bad. The MER here is nice and low at 0.09%, so another low cost option. And again, guys, I'm not the biggest bond guy, but if you are looking for a solid 
bond ETF, VAB and ETFs like it are definitely worth looking into. Now there's other ETFs that have both bonds and stocks in it. So you can have everything all in one. A great example is VBAL or there's other emerging market ETFs for more spicy international markets. But these five that we covered today are great starting points for your research. And if you want to know what the best investing strategy for Canadians is, check out this video here and I'll see you in the next one.